listening to Just Ghoulie Things. Hey, Boo Things, and welcome back to Just Ghoulie Things, the quarantine spooky story special, episode 61, and we are your beautiful hosts, Rebecca and Lily. Hey! Hope you guys are having a happy Monday. Uh, This is, like I said, the 61st, not 60, 61st quarantine spooky story specials. So that means we are going to be, after this episode, 610 scary encounters deep. Nice. And that's not even including our other episodes that, you know, season one and two of Just Ghoulie Things. That's just during quarantine, which is pretty crazy. Um, We've really covered a lot of ground. Yeah, we really did. Um, And... I feel like it shows because we've gotten so many DMs from people. Um, actually, I want to shout out uh, one of our listeners. Let me pull her username up. Um, Ariana underscore dances weird. She mm-hmm. DM'd us earlier. Um, and a few episodes ago, I was talking about how Aristocats are my favorite Disney movie. Mm-hmm. And so she sent me this. Uh, this post from Instagram, and it was titled, A Cat Named Duchess Surprises Owners by Giving Birth to the Rest of the Aristocats. And so the the white cat Duchess literally looks like Marie Kitty. And the litter that she gave birth to looks exactly like the kittens from Aristocats. So that is crazy. Yeah. So she goes, I just heard the quarantine episode regarding Marie Cat and remembered I had saved this to show my sisters. Had to send it to you guys. Gonna send in my ghost story soon. I have so many. You ladies are getting me through my quarantine. Love you, ladies. And thank you for making such an awesome podcast. Thank you, Ariana. Dance is weird. Yeah. It's, and it's just like little things like that that brighten both Lily and I's day. It really does. It really makes you know, recording every day worthwhile. I mean, I never feel like this is a job, honestly. Like, I never dread recording. Like, we're recording right now at 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, and I'm exhausted, but I get so excited to read ghost stories that, like, it doesn't even phase me at this point. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, speaking of you guys uh, giving us positive feedback on the Quarantine Spooky Story special episodes, um, if you love them just as much as ariana dances weird does um if you're listening on apple podcast rate us five stars review us we are at 60 uh ratings and reviews uh on apple podcast so let's get to 100 let's get the triple digits going guys yes the The more more we get the higher up the charts we go yes and uh i don't know where we stand in south uh, and what was it south africa we were 40 last time um i haven't gotten any updates on our stats there but um you know (laughs) hopefully it's better hopefully we keep climbing up the charts and that's all thanks to you guys and even just screenshotting our episodes texting it to family and friends um wherever you post maybe podcast recommendations every little thing counts you know you don't have to donate a single cent to us if you can't just even just just the promotion really means the world means so much and it's so makes it makes it all worth it but so do just the little dms slide into our dms guys we're nice we're friendly Mm -hmm. and lily you reminded me that today was one year since we went to the new jersey para unity expo yes which is crazy that that was already a full year ago feels like just yesterday we were shoving flyers into strangers lockers and we just recently found out that that actually helped and that some people found our podcast from that. So <laughs> awesome. And we got to meet Steve and Tango. And we just met so many cool people there and so many cool vendors, too. Yeah. Uh, did you ever mm-hmm. use, wait, remember that one 
vendor we went to, and it was like soaps and stickers and stuff. Did you ever use any of their products? I think I took a flyer and lost it. (laughs) I have, um, it was like one of the shower sizzler things. It was in Mm -hmm. the shape of a ghost, and apparently you like break a piece off, and then the heat from your hot shower, it, it, um, it, it triggers like an, a, a, a eucalyptus scent and it's supposed to help Ooh. alleviate headaches and it's more of like an, a, a natural way to alleviate headaches. Haven't used it yet because it's such a cute ghost and I don't want to break it off. <laughs> like it's so beautifully made. And that's just one vendor. They have so many different vendors there of authors. Yeah. They had Weird New Jersey there. It's really cool. Even if you're not a New Jersey local, people stay in hotels local there and they make it like a whole weekend. Yeah. So, and you meet so many famous ghost hunters and ghost investigators, and they're all so down to earth. No one, knock on wood, that we met was a douche. So, no, everyone was really nice. Which I was surprised. Funny. You know, these people have hundreds of thousands of followers, and none of them were douches. Shocking. Very shocking. Very shocking. <laughs> I'm happily surprised. Yes, pleasantly um, surprised for sure. But yeah, that's getting postponed to September. So, hopefully. Uh, this stuff, you know, with the pandemic and everything subsides so that we can enjoy Para Unity like we did last year because that really was such a ball. Yeah, it really was. It was great. All right. So for those that are new to listening to the podcast, Lily tells five stories. I tell five stories. We talk about what we think uh, any explanations are for the stories we read and so on and so forth. And we just have fun. So... Buckle in, because we are starting the encounter stories. Here we go. What's your first one, Lil? This one is called, I've had a lot of experiences. I've had so many experiences with the paranormal. Sometimes I joke around saying I'm a little beam of light, but I actually think that's true. My first experience happened when I was four to five. I lived in an apartment. There was a tiny hallway from my room to my parents' room. The hallway was 15 feet with a bathroom in the middle. This is important to the story. I can't remember how or when this started, but one night I just got awful night terrors. They actually confi- they actually caused me to sleepwalk. I'm tired. <laughs> Which was terrifying for my parents because sometimes I would be screaming while walking around. Oh, no. But if I wasn't sleepwalking, I would wake up in the middle of the night, run to the other side of my parents' bedroom because I just had a nightmare, but get this very compulsive feeling to look down the hallway. And there I would see a woman. She would turn her head all the way around with a god-awful smile and just stare. Years later, I realized that she was watching me and my sisters in our sleep. After she did that, I would see a shadow man go from one wall into another wall. This happened for so long that I actually got the courage to go and find out where he went because I would be in the kitchen, though I didn't see him. Then my great-grandma came over and blessed the house with sage and stuff. And after that, I got no more night terrors and stopped sleepwalking. This happened for years, finally ending five years later. That's just one of my experiences, but I have so much more. But this is already a long post. The end. Ooh. The creepy smile is always what gets me to the crawling, kids laughing, and creepy smiles. Yeah, like kids' giggles and stuff? Mm-mm. Just, Ugh, no, thank you. I would kick a ghost kid in the face if it started giggling at me. <laughs> or crawling towards me. That kid is getting punted. Oh, to the other dimension. Definitely. Throw the whole kid away. Throw the whole child away. Okay. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think that definitely has some connection to, well, maybe it had to do with her being a sensitive because she does feel like she is a, you know, beam of light. Um, But it could also just be something connected to the household as well. Yeah. It'd be interesting to do some research on that house and see if there's any um, 
anything that could connect the experience she had to something related to the household. Hmm, I wonder. Okay, my next story is titled, I was frozen in time for three hours as a kid, and I was not alone. So, I was about 11 years old, I'm 24 right now, and it was my best friend's birthday. Me and many other friends were supposed to meet at his house, have a little cake, and then go to the movies to watch Spider-Man. So yeah, I was really excited. So the day comes, and I really want to arrive early, so I asked my mom to drive me there at 2 p.m. instead of 3 p.m. It was a 10-minute drive, dot, dot, dot. (laughs) Usually. Usually it's a 10-minute drive. So we arrived, rang the bell, and the housemaid answers. Me. Hi, I'm here for Jamie's birthday. Her. She looked confused. Me. Hmm, we're going to the movies later? Her. I'm sorry, they left like two hours ago. It's 5 p.m. now. Me. Oh. Okay, sorry. Bye. (laughs) So I walked back to the car when my mom was waiting and told her everything. We checked the time, and in fact, three hours had passed since we left my house. We thought that it had to be our fault. Maybe the clocks were wrong or something. That was until we arrived at home and my dad was waiting for us all worried as we were missing for hours and calls were not just were just not reaching my mom's cell phone. <laughs> Sometimes I talk about this with my mom and it still freaks us both out. Has this happened to any of you guys? <laughs> the end. Oh my god. A ten minute drive turns into three hours and they thought, Oh, we're we're fucking an hour early. Ends up being two hours late. <laughs> that would or be three me. hours late. What the hell? Yeah, that's literally Lily when we first started recording and she was trying to get here to record. I was always late. <laughs> oh my god. And now I'm the one that's late every time we record. It just it switches. It switches. Oh how the tables have turned. Really? I, I, that's just so weird though. That is the definition of a glitch in the matrix, right? Yes, absolutely. There's I feel like there's you know, I feel like sometimes glitch in the matrix sounds like a cop-out but we use it we use it correctly we we do and then someone is like saying that this also um this type of experience could be described as an alien related one. Ooh, oh yeah maybe like they Ooh, oh oh this is such a juicy story i love it right there's so many different avenues you could you could take with it and they're kind of logical like what if they were abducted by aliens and they forgot that they were abducted because they like cleared their memory yeah, and then they memory just them or back. something Wow. You never know. Fascinating. I love it. Okay. This one is called Disappearing. I always feel like a DJ, like at a wedding, like this one goes out to my... <laughs> Here's a little song called Disappearing Construction Worker. All the single ladies, this is for you. <laughs> so this happened about 20 or so years ago. My girlfriend at the time and I... Um, we're with two female friends of hers and we're shop, shop and we're shopping for Christmas in downtown Chicago. We had been in the water tower place shopping center on Michigan Ave for a couple hours and we're getting ready to leave. When my girlfriend suggested we use the restrooms before heading back to the train station, we went into one of the big department stores, Marshall Fields or Lord and Taylor, probably I can't recall which. And they had the restroom set up in a far corner of the floor where there was a, where there was a wall with drinking fountains and to the left, down the hallway, the ladies' room, and to the right, down another hallway, was the men's room. My girlfriend headed to the ladies' room with her friends, chatting and laughing down the hall. I headed down the hall to the men's room entrance when, all of a sudden, a figure rushed silently by me and into the restroom itself. I guess by his hard hat and dirty clothes and boots, he was a construction worker. I only saw him for a few seconds from the back. 
I was a little perturbed that he flew past me without even saying excuse me, and also so quietly he startled the crap out of me for a second, but I figured maybe he needed to use the washroom really bad. I got in the restroom and went into the urinal and did my thing, but as I walked out to the sink to wash my hands, I noticed something strange. All three stalled doors were open and each was empty, and the man definitely was not at the urinals when I was standing there. I would have seen him if he was using the urinal when I walked in or could have been able to tell if he had gone into one of the stalls, but he wasn't. I began to wonder if I really did see the construction worker walking ahead of me. But as I walked back out to meet my girlfriend, feeling a little weirded out, I knew I had to have seen him because I remember details like his hard hat was bright yellow and he had a red flannel shirt on with his sleeves rolled up. The three women came out of the ladies' room a couple minutes later, but I decided not to mention what just happened to them. I sort of put it out of my mind as we left the store, but later wondered if maybe I had seen a ghost. The oh, end. Seems like a residual haunting. A residual haunting or glitch in the matrix. Or a, gl a glitch in the matrix seems to be the theme so far of this episode. Ooh, uh, and also haunted bathrooms. And haunted, always haunted. Okay, this quarantine, <laughs> spooky story special is themed around bathrooms. It really is. If you guys haven't listened to, to our 60 other episodes, listen to them and you'll understand why. Take a shot. New drinking game. Take a shot every time the bathroom's haunted. Oh my God. We would be creating alcoholics in this group. Are you kidding me? <laughs> we are not making that a drinking game. <laughs> All right. What's your next okay. story? My next story was titled... She was sleeping on the couch and walking down the stairs at the same time. Hmm. So, probably one of my most vivid memories of paranormal experience was the following. This happened around the time I was eight or nine sleeping over at a friend's. Her house was a two-story with a large game room right at the top of the stairs. We were sleeping on a large, on a large long couch. Our heads were on either side, so if I extended my leg, I'd end up touching her feet. It was around 3 or 4 a.m. when I wake up to her getting off the couch. She was about halfway down the stairs when I walk to the top of the stairs and ask her what she's up to. She says, I'm getting us some snacks. Not unusual, as we like to get up to watch scary stuff and eat food when her mom went to bed. I turn on the TV and walk downstairs to the kitchen to help. She's not there. I call her name and check to see if she's in the bathroom. She's not. I thought maybe she went back upstairs and I didn't hear her footsteps. I decide to lay back down on the couch and wait for her as I didn't see her on the couch, downstairs or upstairs. I lay down on the couch waiting as I roll over to my side. My foot brushes something warm. I extend my leg to see what it is, and it's her foot. I sit up, confused as to, why, as to when she had gotten there, and she was dead asleep. I asked her about it in the morning, and she ever so nonchalantly says, Oh yeah, I don't know who she is, but she looks like me. I never <laughs> slept over again. Doppelganger. Doppelganger or an astral projection, possibly. Oh, ooh, I like that. But I just love how this person's just like, oh, yeah, she looks like me. Yeah, just guess, casual. You'll see her around. Bitch, you should have told me that before I fucking slept over your house. Are you kidding me? <laughs> that needs to be in, a, like, a waiver that I need to sign. If I'm True. fucking sleeping over your house, you need to tell me every possible paranormal haunting that occurs in your house. And I will still probably sleep over there because I'm nosy and I probably want to see something for myself. But you need to <laughs> warn a bitch. You need to warn a sister. Jesus Christ. <laughs> You're right now. Like, people are so not courteous. And that, True. It's just rude at that point. When there's someone who looks, someone as cool as, if there was someone as cool as me 
wandering around my house getting snacks and shit. Like, I would let everybody know. That oh, would be a tweet yeah. for me. Like, look, I'm going to probably be sleeping, but you're going to see something that looks like me going to get some snacks. Just mind your business. Just let them do their thing. They don't pay rent. It's fine. They're good company. <laughs> We're good. All right. My next story is called, We Both Saw It Watching Me Sleep. No. <laughs> One of the coolest and creepiest experiences happened to me about three years ago. My friend C was house-sitting for her best friend S, who C believed had an entity attached to her. And sometimes C felt like she wasn't alone in the house and often called me to come watch movies and keep her company. One night, we finished watching TV, and C went to sleep in the master bedroom, and I was on the couch. When laying on the couch, the bedroom door to the master bedroom is literally a meter away from where my feet were facing the couch. She kept the door open because we were both really on edge as always. Anyways, I woke up in the night and felt like I was being watched. And as my eyes focused, I thought I saw a tall, dark figure blocking the doorway to the bedroom. I freaked out and just shut my eyes and tried to ignore it and eventually fell asleep. The next morning, C says to me, I need to tell you something, but I don't want to freak you out. Last night, I woke up and saw something watching you sleep, but I was too scared to move and put it down to just being a dream or a hallucination. My blood ran cold, and I explained that I saw the same thing. Super weird when someone confirms it and sees experiences it with you. Uh, fuck yeah, it is. <laughs> Right? Like if it's just you, you can say, oh, well, maybe I was dreaming and kind of like shut that part of your, you know, brain off. But when someone else sees it, that's just backing it up. Yeah, but at least maybe because this person was there, at least there was validation. At least you kind of feel more safe. Yeah. Even though this There's person clearly didn't. Like, this person clearly wasn't going to do shit. But it's like, and subconsciously, it makes you feel better that you're not the only one experiencing this. But mm -hmm. what was it that was looking over? Why are they watching them sleep? What were they trying to do? What were their thoughts? What was, yeah, true. Maybe they just, like, get off on watching people sleep. You never know. These ghosts, man. It's quarantine. They're bored. <laughs> but true. I'm thinking in my head, if this was seen well obviously this person that was being watched also saw this thing mm -hmm. but this is just the first time that they caught this being staring at them how many Who times how many times has it been staring at this person sleeping and they didn't have someone over to like see this happen like this could be an every night thing oh my god sage 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 yeah yeah sage girl sage Okay, my next story is The Voice. One time when I was 10 years old, I was sitting on a rocking chair on the front deck of my granddad's house when out of nowhere I heard my nan repeatedly yelling my name from inside the house. Here's where it takes a turn. My nan passed away a four years before this experience, but this voice was so distinct, so prominent, that I got up to look inside the house even though I knew my nan was deceased, so as soon as both of my feet had gotten through the front door, I hear a loud crash behind me. I turn around to see that the chair I had been rocking in seconds ago had been crushed by an iron gutter. <gasps> if my Nana's voice didn't call out to me and I didn't go inside, I would be dead right now. Every time I think about this experience, it sends chills down my spine, but it puts my mind at ease knowing that even four years after her death, she was still looking out for me. I'm 16 now. It's been six years to the exact day since this happened, and she still continues to show me signs that she's here. Do you think this is paranormal? Do you believe my nan saved me? Or was this just a sixth sense of mine? Oh, 
I think she's our little guardian angel. That was a percent. Couldn't say it better myself. What are the odds that this iron gutter comes crashing down the rocking chair you were on just because you were curious enough to follow a voice that you knew wasn't there, but your instinct, your gut told you to follow it? Wow. It's amazing how just little, the littlest things can like really protect you from getting hurt. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's the paranormal, and so many people want to say that the paranormal isn't real, that it's just made up, it's all in people's heads. But you see examples like this, and I think that, that, that stories like this just prove it enough that, yeah, maybe there are experiences that could be explained by science or some other explanation, mm-hmm. but there's, this is way past coincidental, in my opinion. Totally. This is something that's, there is a guardian angel looking out for this person, and it's probably their Nana, because it was in Nana's voice. It must have been. Oh, yay, Nana. Love dead grandparent stories, just because they're just so, like, comforting and nurturing. You never hear an evil grandparent story most of the time. True. It's very rare that you hear about, like, an angry grandma in a rocking chair, like, I think we. I think we did read a story one time where, like, the grandma didn't like cats, and they moved in and brought a cat, and the cat clearly hated living there because the mm-hmm. cat, like the grandma, was giving them shit from beyond the grave, and um, yeah. she was. And then um, I guess they would like do freakies, like um, the girl. That same experience, the girl would like, I guess, have premarital sex, and the grandma clearly showed her distaste for it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's an exception, um, but for the most times, it's cute little grandma and grandpa stories from beyond the grave. I love that. I feel like that's another common one in the spooky story special. We have haunted bathrooms and grandparents. Haunted, yeah, haunted grand, well, grandparents from beyond the grave, haunted bathrooms, glitch in the matrix, uh, cryptids like Skinwalker, the Hat Man. Yes. A lot of common themes here. Okay, is it my turn? Yes, it is. (laughs) It is. Okay. This one is called My Boyfriend's Ghosts Don't Like Me. I need help or an explanation. I'm always at my boyfriend's house, when he, and when he's out of the room, things fall off the shelves. For, say, one time, I was doing my nails, and one of his pop figurines just fell. What's weird, though, is that the figurine was at my feet, and what's weirder is that his closet, where it was sitting, wasn't near me, so there's no way it could have just fallen randomly. Another thing happened today. I lost my shoes. I looked up and down for them. They just were missing. I went out to the living room and waited for my best my boyfriend, sorry, to finish helping his dad. When he came back, we went looking for them in his room. He looked where I always leave my shoes, and they weren't there. We gave up for maybe five minutes. Uh, why? Uh, when I called my stepdad, asking if maybe I had just left them in my mom's car, because the night before we had just come back from a party, and my mom dropped me off. He said they weren't in the car, so we went back to his room, and they were just on the side of the bed. We looked there twice, right where they were. I've had more things happen to me. Someone, please help. Uh, I know that it's something, but I want to get, I want to get to know if it's a ghost, demon, or a poltergeist. Someone help me, please. I think that it should just go on the record that that was all pretty much one sentence. <laughs> Maybe the ghost doesn't like you because you don't know what a punctuation mark is, Missy. <laughs> The ghost of punctuation path. <laughs> Use your commas. A semicolon goes a long way. 
Yeah, maybe it was uh, an an angry English teacher that lived in the house. <laughs> That's gonna be my mom when she retires. <laughs> when my mom passes away, she's gonna. I, I don't use punctuation. I'm just gonna see her in the corner of my room. Oh, oh my God, Amy's gonna haunt her ass so hard. You ended a sentence in a preposition. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, but um, yeah. So it could be it could be a poultry guy, though, if it's not an angry English teacher. Um, <laughs> but. Yeah, that's that's a very weird phenomenon to go on. And at first, when you read the title, I thought you meant that the boyfriend died and that the ghost doesn't like her, like like oh, the boyfriend's yeah, ghost. There. And I was like, oh damn! But Maybe then you met someone in the afterlife. <laughs> yeah, but then, well, I mean, we've talked about people having sex with ghosts, so maybe it's a jealous ghost girlfriend. Ooh. Imagine I met someone else in the afterlife. It's a spooky lady in a white dress. Everyone <laughs> talks about her. We met. We met in my bathroom. While I was taking a shit, and uh, we just hit it off. <laughs> I already met her grandparents. You know, we met her grandparents and some cryptids. And it was some... a glitch in the matrix. It was pretty sweet. <laughs> some some of her dead animals. You know, it was it was a good time. <laughs> oh, oh God, we're going to hell. It's fine. Okay, we're good. We're fine. All right, my next story is titled, My Cousin Played with Kids with No Faces. Oh, God. So, about two years ago, my little cousin, let's call her Jaden, was four years old, and her family moved into a new house and started to renovate it. Everything was fine for a while until one day, Jaden, out of nowhere, started telling her mom how she could see two kids in her room. If that's not creepy enough, the kids had no faces. I guess it looked either smeared or just blank, and they had no arms. My aunt was creeped out, but she kind of brushed it off, thought maybe it's just an, uh, an imagination. My cousin started bringing, up, br- bringing them up more and more, telling more details about them, and that one's a boy and one's a girl. They told her that they wanted her to play with them. Jaden said they were nice to her, but then they started to scare her. I would have been scared from the beginning, but okay. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> she would wake up in the middle of the night screaming because she was so frightened by them. My aunt didn't know what to do. My cousin would be playing, and when my aunt asked what she's doing, she would be playing with the kids, so she says. I guess they were only mean sometimes, but it gets a little more creepy. It's like, but wait, there's more. <laughs> so besides there being two faceless and armless kids in her room, there was also an old man with a cowboy hat and cowboy boots, as she explained him. This man was a mean man, and Jaden was very scared of him. She said the two little kids were also scared of him. The thing is, the man was only allowed on the porch. He wasn't allowed to come inside since he was so mean. So as long as my cousin was inside, she felt okay. One night, the family was eating dinner, and they started to hear footsteps outside on the porch. The door is right beside the table, and my uncle went to see if someone was out there. He came back and said he didn't see anything. Jaden, with a straight face, was just like, it's the mean man. He's standing at the door watching us, Dad. (laughs) Of course, my aunt and uncle freaked out like, what the fuck just happened? Then she said, it's okay. He can't come inside. That was a span of about six months. A few months later, they moved, and Jaden never talked about the kids or the old man ever again. I'm not even sure if she remembers it, but I don't want to ask. I'm pretty sure it was very scary for her at such a young age. My aunt did some research about the house and saw an old man who wore cowboy boots and a cowboy hat, used to live there, and died on the property. She couldn't find out anything about the kids, though. My cousin had a few more creepy experiences, so if you'd like this story, tell me if I should post the next one. Okay, first of all, yes, post the next one. Second of all, honestly, I would never let a strange man even on my porch, so kudos to them. Right? Okay. So, I mean, I know it's not a real strange man, but... but okay. This is what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. This cowboy-looking guy 
that was like the mean looking man was actually a kid serial killer and killed those kids and they are buried somewhere on the property and he like cut their heads off I mean not cut their heads off cut their arms off and like messed up their faces past recognition oh my god Rebecca I I was thinking something similar to that too though but my, my imagination was less graphic with it but it was definitely like yeah those those are dead kids oh yeah and that guy is like a mean old spirit that just is negative energy all around the house thank god they moved out of there though fuck that I would not want to know what out. was more yeah Mm-mm. would not and at least at least it couldn't get inside the house though I don't think it would I, I mean still it's a scary thing to like experience you know mm-hmm. it's still on your property but at least you know they can't get inside your bedroom or anything like that. Um, Imagine seeing faceless children in your bedroom in the middle of the night. And they're, like, giggling and stuff, but you don't know how they're giggling because they don't have a face. True. Yeah, where would they be giggling from? And they... Oh, my gosh. That's terrifying. I'm freaking myself out. I'm not sleeping tonight. <laughs> oh, that... Yeah. Well, okay. Would you, okay, this is a would you rather. Would you rather wake up in the middle of the night and see two kids with no face and no arms staring at you, but they're nice, they want to play around, or the mean old man in cowboy boots and a cowboy hat? Oh, God. Um, I think I'd rather just die. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have to pick one. I have to pick one? I'd pick the nice kids. I would pick the faceless kids, too. Because yeah. I know they wouldn't be able to grab me. True. They can't grab you. They can't, you know. They probably just, like, they try to run after me. They probably hit into walls or something. I mean, I'm assuming <laughs> since they don't and have eyes. And then it's just comedy at that point. That old, like, comedy music. Literally, while they're going through all the different doors in the hallway. Like Scooby-Doo. Yes, exactly. I was about to say Scooby-Doo. Our lives are jokes, Lily. One big joke. All right. What's your last story for today? So my last story I picked because it is theater related. Ooh. So do you remember like the curse of the show Macbeth and you can't say Macbeth if you're backstage or in the theater because it's bad luck? I vaguely remember that, but yes. And there's all these weird superstitions like you have to turn around three times and spit over your shoulder or run around the naked theater naked that i don't i don't remember but i will take your word for it yeah so that's that's like the old ye oldie theater thing is it's bad luck to say Macbeth if you're rehearsing for a show or performing a show so this one is called don't say Macbeth. when i was a junior in high school a few years ago i performed in the play once upon a mattress hey oh, i used to shows. love that show um the first performance and last performance went as planned, but as for the second night, things went a little awry. We ran a rehearsal a few hours prior to the second performance. Everyone congregated in a circle on stage. Here, the directors basically instructed us on how things were to go that night. When the meeting was almost at its end, the directors started jokingly going over the worst things that could happen that night. Then one guy just randomly shouted, Macbeth! At the top, it actually, it's hard to say... Everyone, like, in the theater community, everyone calls it the Scottish play because it's so superstitious. Mm-hmm. So, like, saying it is weird. Um, <laughs> so he shouts, Macbeth, at the top of his lungs. Some students freaked out and yelled at him for saying it. Don't say that word ever on stage, our lead director yelled. Our lead director was pretty chill, and we thought she was joking, but she looked dead serious. 
One student asked what Macbeth was, and everyone started shouting not to say the name. I was so confused until someone explained to me that saying the name on stage was bad luck due to a curse. I thought it was pretty dumb and just a watered-down superstition that people played along with for fun, just until rehearsal started. One of our lead actors ended up stepping on glass and ripping a huge gash in his foot. <gasps> there was blood all over the stage, and his understudy had to cover for him. Some people started joking about Macbeth and saying the curse was real. When it was time for the show, everything went smoothly until after the intermission. There was a heavy, large wooden stand that displayed a prop shield. Under the stage, we had our school band playing, since it was a musical. I was behind the second downstage curtain, along with two other people that were in front of me waiting for my cue. I felt someone brush my left shoulder. Someone was behind the first downstage curtain, I thought. Thinking it was probably a techie, I decided to ignore it. Shortly after that, there was a loud gasp from the crowd, and then BAM! A booming crash rang out, along with the sound of the instruments falling to the ground. The wooden stand had toppled over and hit one of the band members on the head. Oh, no. no one had touched it on our side. I moved the curtain quickly to see who it was right after it fell, but no one was there, and we were looked at for the blame. The band member ended up going to the hospital for a minor neck injury that night. The show went on, though. After that, I began to believe the, that maybe the curse of Macbeth was real. The stands were secured with sandbags on them, and even without sandbags, it took some force to push them over. To this day, I wish I had pulled the curtain back to stop who or what pushed it over as to save that kid. The end. Okay, so this is just a reminder for me that superstitions and weird things like that come from something. Yes. So there has... This is way too coincidental. It is. There is a reason you're not supposed to say Macbeth backstage. Yes. So if you guys are in theater and you guys are ever able to perform again after this pandemic, (laughs) don't say say Macbeth. Macbeth. And wait, what were the other things you're supposed to do? Uh, Some people say you need to run around the theater naked and like to reverse the curse. And other people say you just need to turn around three times and spit over your shoulder. Can you spit? I guess you can spit over your shoulder. Yeah. Like my neck doesn't move like that. <laughs> but good luck. Okay. I had a really long neck as a child. Fun fact. Did you like, really? I grew into it now, but I used to have like the longest neck. It was really weird. Did anyone call you giraffe neck? I was, I think my brother did in an <laughs> endearing way. In a brotherly way. Exactly. Well, I think your neck is perfect. Thank you. Yeah, no I grew problem. into it. It's very proportionate. Thank you. No problem. Thank you. You're not like the guy that's on that uh, 90 Day Fiance or whatever. Oh, my where God, no neck. Yeah. Did you know he was hot at one point? I saw the picture of him as like a football player. Right? Nuts. Nuts. But he didn't even have a neck back then. <laughs> but he like had an attractive face. Good old Big Ed. I love Rose. I love the memes that are going around with just her little faces that she makes. Hysterical. Like she's like, <laughs> that's me for everything <laughs> we need to make a just ghoulie things meme of her yes okay Lily, i'm on it you gotta get those wheels churning yes i'm gonna i might come up with a couple different ones if you want to see it follow us on instagram at just ghoulie things podcast and it will be up soon okay <laughs> my last story is titled something just kissed me so this just happened about 45 minutes ago 
My husband works the graveyard shift, so I normally stay on his schedule to spend time together when he's home. I fell asleep a few hours later than usual, so I was still half asleep when this started. I heard what sounded like my husband coming home from work, which was strange since he had left for work only halfway through his shift. The noise wasn't really loud, so I wasn't completely awake yet. What actually woke me up was when I felt someone or something climb up on his side of the bed, lean over me, gently rub my back, and kiss me the way my husband does every time he comes home and I'm in bed. I heard it say something quietly, but I couldn't hear what was actually said through my headphones. I felt a crawl back off the bed, so still thinking it was my husband, I reached out for him to grab his hand, but he wasn't there. As I sat up to say something to him, I heard our bedroom door close. I should mention that our bedroom has a deadbolt-type lock that can only be opened by a key to open, which I find so weird that a bedroom has... Like, you have to open it with a key? A deadbolt lock. But whatever. So my husband and I have the only two keys. So this furthered me thinking it was my husband. I sat up and called his name and asked where he was going, but got no response. I waited for a few minutes to see if he went back out to his truck to get something. I decided to call him and ask where he went. And to my abject horror, when he answered, I could hear the very loud and distinct machines from his work as I explained what happened. He told me he hasn't been home since he left for work and wouldn't be for several hours. My next thought was that there was an actual person in our house. I grabbed my weapon and went to check the house, but our bedroom door was still locked. I went ahead and cleared the entire house room by room and found no one and no signs of a break-in. Whatever the hell just crawled onto my bed sounded just like my husband, touched me and kissed me the way he does. It even smelled like his cologne. I've dealt with the paranormal in the past, but I just need to write this out or something to try and figure out what I'm going to do next. Wow. Yeah. We had another ghost kissing one. I yeah. Think. You know what? The, we've talked about this before. These ghosts must have been living in a time period where consent wasn't a real fucking thing. <laughs> All right? Yeah. Jesus Christ, you guys are in 2020. Get with the program, ghost. Consent is a thing. No means no. Yes, no means no, and no answer means no. Okay, ghost? Get with the program. Consent 101 with Rebecca Ruber. (laughs) Informing the youth and informing the dead day by day. Ooh, I like it. We we should get you business cards. We should. You know what? I'm gonna go back to school. I'm gonna be a lawyer, and that's gonna be my that's gonna be my uh, my motto or whatever lawyers use to get people to hire them for cases and stuff. I don't know how that works. (laughs) You got a lot of school to do. I'll just stick to the paranormal podcast. I'll shut the fuck up. <laughs> All right. So on that note, this concludes this episode of Just Ghouly Things, the quarantine spooky story special episode 61. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. And Lily, do you have anything to say before we wrap this up? Um, When in doubt, it was a glitch in the matrix. That's a really good one. I like that. When in doubt, probably the glitch in the matrix. Okay. Like, I'm going to start saying that, like, you know, like, Lil, did you make your bed today? I was going to, but there was this glitch in the Matrix. That's a perfect excuse. Like, I did, but I guess a glitch in the Matrix. I guess it undid my bed. Shit. Yeah. (laughs) All right, guys. That is the excuse for you guys, too. You guys have full right to use it. If something goes wrong, just say, well, I did do it, but I guess there was a glitch in the Matrix. Sorry. (laughs) I'll just do it now. All right. Let's go with the social medias. If you guys haven't followed us already. Follow us on Instagram at Just Ghouly Things Podcast. Personal Instagrams at Rebecca Ruber and at Lily Baldessari. Twitter, JGT Podcast. Facebook like page, Just Ghouly Things Podcast. Facebook private group, 
Just Ghoulie Things Podcast group. Donate to our Patreon. Just Ghoulie Things Podcast. And if you or someone you know has a paranormal experience they'd like to share on our show, feel free to email us at JustGhoulieThingsPodcast at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening, Boo Things, and we will talk to Boo tomorrow. Goodbye. Goodbye.